Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. 855-212-4CBS, the number, to get on the bench. So, I just want to reiterate. Now, you have to understand, when you're talking about uh, Lombardi against Belichick, I get it. I get the whole, you know, Lombardi's the greatest coach that ever lived because, you know, he he won NFL championships, uh, you know, three of those. And then uh, he went to another one, lost that one. So he lost to the Eagles in the NFL championship in 1960. Then he won it in 61, 62, and then uh, didn't go in 63, 64, won it again in 65, the year I was born, and then in 66 and 67, he won the Super Bowl, one and two. So five NFL championships, six conference titles in nine seasons, 96, 34, and six. The uh, 73% is incredible, and his nine and one in uh, postseason, 90% is incredible. Fair enough. But, you know, Belichick has coached so many more games, and I mean... You know, you're talking about one guy uh, being, what, 73% or whatever in the regular season and 90% in the postseason. But uh, you're talking about 10 games as opposed to 42 playoff games for Belichick. You're talking about 96 games for one guy. You're talking about uh, 273-127 and still 68% for Belichick. And that's just, you know, through the 2018 season. This season had 12 more wins. And then, uh, you know, he's at 273 total. And he still hasn't done anything uh, in the uh, playoffs yet this year. You cannot compare anyone to this guy. Literally, nobody. He's coached. Twice as many games. He still has the most staggering numbers ever in terms of wins, winning percentage, and playoff wins, and winning percentage in the playoffs, and Super Bowl wins, even Super Bowl losses, right? I mean, he's just been to so many. He won, you know, three before he ever lost one. Then he lost another when he was three and two. Then he was four and two. Then he was... Five and two. Then he was six and two. I mean, honestly, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, five and two, then five and three, then six and three, right? So nine of them, right? The other guy went nine and one in playoff games. This guy has gone to nine Super Bowls. Shut up. It's not even worth discussing. It really isn't. You cannot compare the two. I don't care what anybody says. I don't, you can talk about that till the cows come home. 
You can have your opinion all you want. Tell your mother. Tell your dog. Tell your kitty. Tell the baby in the stroller. Tell the mailman. Tell the milkman. I don't care who you tell. Don't tell me. Because I hate to say it, but this guy's untouchable. Untouchable right now. Is anyone worthy of him? Who would you say is worthy of him, Carver Hyde? John Wooden? Rupp? Knight? Dean Smith? Who else? No one in the NFL. Yeah, look, just the best the best of the best, obviously. I mean, there's... You can't even... The, the whole thing with Lombardi, even if you add the NFL championships, the three NFL championships, and the two Super Bowls, he's still nothing compared to him. <laughs> I'll give you the three NFL championships, you still lose. Nine yeah, to five, I, I don't think game over. I don't think there's much of a debate. There isn't but, a debate. It's a, it's, it's a waste of time. That's what it is. It's a waste of time. All right, Jim in Knoxville, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty, can I get a jingling, uh, please? Are, are we on the air? Yeah. What do you think? Are we oh, on the air? What do you think? I'm just talking to you on the phone? No, uh, uh, come on, Scotty. I'm doing your – come on. Are we on the air? Oh, yeah. whoops. Uh, hey, uh, I'm a Chicagoan. With IU friends, all my friends went to IU, lived in New York for the last 10 years, just moved down to Knoxville, Tennessee five days ago. Right. How about that IU game? Well, I just thought it was. What do you got? What do you got, Scotty? What do you got? What do you got? I, I thought it was terrible. Like, is this guy, what are you, funny or something? Uh, stick this in your pipe and smoke it. Mafia, who did I bet on in the game? Tennessee. Who did I pick uh, to win outright and on the line? The Vols. Oh, thanks. Uh, who did I want to win? Indiana. Thank you. So I went to Indiana. I wanted Indiana to win the game. I wanted them uh, badly to win nine games. I was rooting for them to win against my uh, better judgment and my bets. But once again, my bets both hit. So everyone can kiss my ass. I don't, you know, what am I going to do? You think I, Do you think that I, who have sat my entire life watching Indiana suck in football, give uh, two rats' asses that they lost, and like, what, I'm not going to sleep tonight or something? You think I'm going to hang myself? I, I don't care. I thought it sucked in the moment watching that quarterback, Ramsey, throw those ducks, and then I thought the kid had no chance to kick the 52-yarder across his body, so they lost. But I bet on Tennessee documented to win the game and a spread, game over. There you go. I mean, what more can you say? I'm a badass, and you're an idiot. Charles in Birmingham. Hey, man, it, it, it wouldn't do nobody wild to get you upset tonight. Whatever you said for the rest of the night, you are correct. <laughs> but one thing you ain't going to be agreeing on is Jason Garrett. I, well, well, well. Goodbye, Jason. I told you that that car would be waiting on you. I told you this is what happened when you got no backbone. See, they stopped respecting Jason Garrett. They stopped playing on him. And he just went go up there to tell Jerry and said, look, I got control of this team. But this is what happened. You threw Teal under the bus. You threw my other man, Dez Bryant, under the bus. What comes around really goes around. And can we say 88, 88, 88? I'm starting to sound like a cheerleader. I'm getting sick of it. Well, bye-bye, Jason. Enough respect. I wish you good luck in your endeavors, and I just want to get your opinion, sir. Yeah, listen, everyone, uh, like, this is not some kind of revelation that he was going to get fired. I think it's hilarious that are people acting like it's some kind of story. If they kept that guy's head coach, uh, Jerry Jones would finally be uh, senile, right? They'd say he's completely senile. 
I mean, the guy blew it again. They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't win these. They should have won. Do you remember, like, three weeks ago with all that stupid ESPN crap they're constantly telling you about their football indexes and everything and all their uh, the, you know, the simulations that they were, like, 79, 80, 95% to make the playoffs? It's just such absolute BS. What a load of horse shack. Charts and graphs. Oh, charts and graphs all day on ESPN. They'll cram it down your throat, and then they're never right. They couldn't pick their nose in a traffic jam. Game isn't playing on a computer. Oh, God. Oh, with all their just absolute bullshack just dripping out of their mouths. Stop. Like, what? We didn't know this guy was getting whacked? Please. How much can you lose and eventually not get whacked? Now everybody's a genius about Jason Garrett's getting fired? Come on. Tom in Florida. Hey, Scotty, what's up? What's shaking? Not much. I was just going to, uh, one, sidebar your Belichick comment. He's done all this in the uh, salary cap era where right. no one's supposed to dominate. That's right. That's even more <laughs> emphatic. Right. So I heard you talking about the Patriots playing, you know, if they had to play Buffalo again, they would, you know, it'd be a tough matchup for them. And it would. With, without a doubt. Right, but uh, that's probably not going to happen unless um, Buffalo manages to beat uh, the Ravens and they play in the AFC Championship. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. Uh, New England's going to play Kansas City, and I think as long as New England gets past Tennessee, which scares me because of Ryan Tannehill coming from the Dolphins and everything like that, but if they go on and they they beat uh, uh, Tennessee – and then I think they got a good shot to beat Kansas City because they play each other a lot. They know each other. Right. And then that's what I'm hoping for. I think they'll be in the game. I, I, I think Tom Brady will be in any game. Uh, and I think their defense will keep him in the game. But uh, Tannehill beat him in Gillette. And uh, am I am I wrong? It was in Gillette, I think, that they beat him. So I, I just think that um, that's a tough mountain to climb for uh, the Patriots. Uh, it's going to be bad enough with the Titans. Then you're going to tell me they're going to go to Arrowhead and beat uh, this Mahomes guy. I think their defense will keep them in in both games if they play both games. But uh, I think I think uh, Mahomes already proven that they're no problem for him. He can beat them. And they kicked their ass up there, right? I mean, they double teamed Edelman all day and just beat their ass. So the Patriots lost all three division leaders. So. They got smoked by all three, and they are not what everyone thinks they are. All these people up there that think they got this in the bag right now are just smoking crack. John in Alabama. Yeah, Pharrell. Hey, you know, on the show uh, a while back, you had the governor on. Right. And he was talking about the, uh, you know, the playoff system in college football. Right. I think he made a fair point when he was talking about how the eight-game playoff would would be a disaster because, I mean, it seems to me that, uh, you know, this year everything worked out brilliantly. I mean, all those subpar teams that didn't make it, you know, uh, they played nice bowl games, you know, your Rose Bowl and your Cotton Bowl and stuff like that. But as far as the creme de la creme, the the top three teams, I mean, I just expanding the playoff system to eight games, which I think they're going to do. I mean, do you think they're going to actually do that? Because I think it's a terrible idea. Well, look, uh, what I remember him saying was is that Carver High, tell me if I'm wrong, he wants an 18 playoff. Well, he wants everybody involved, which I, which I think, right. you know, 
is right and it's wrong. I think that one thing that John is saying here, which is, you know, kind of true, and, you know, this year you look at it, um, you know, the three best teams were LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State. Right. Ohio State and Clemson played a game, you know, to the end, and whoever was going to be in that fourth slot was probably going to get the same fate that Oklahoma got. Right. Which was get whacked. As if it, so, like, Notre Dame, what happened to them. And- right, right. So I, I don't know if there was, you know— Look, we want eight-game playoffs because it's more games. It gets every team, every conference winner should be involved in this. However you want to slice it up. Right. It just, they, they all should get a chance. All right, fair it, enough. It, it now, the is. one thing that he talks about, and he was doing it again today, the governor, he was rambling on about how these all these other games just don't matter. Well, they don't. Well, fair enough. But listen, here's a simple a solution here. I just want to watch football games. Uh, did you did you seem to have a real problem watching a football game tonight? No, look, I get that part I mean, of it. I just it, want but, to watch the football game. I don't games care. Don't matter. I, I, mean, I don't even care if they matter. Do we need 41 bowl games or 42 bowl games? No, but whatever it, it is. No, I mean, but but bring it on. Like what do I care? What, what do I care? Here's what I do. If it, if the Bahamas Bowl is on, I'm watching Premier League soccer. Thanks. If if the Tax Slayer Bowl's on, I might watch La Liga or Bundesliga. I don't care. If the game sucks, I don't watch it. Like, I mean, what, are people forced to watch these games with, with like, a gun to their head? Give me a break. 855-212-4227. If you're on hold, don't give up. Minnesota, Cali, et cetera. I'm taking your calls. Hang in there or call now. 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Edelman is saying that... Uh, he hasn't looked good. He's got knees, shoulder issues uh, that have been uh, making him like a regular on the injury reports every week. But he says now all of a sudden he feels good, and that's that. He said on uh, EEI in Boston, I feel better than I have in the last few weeks, and I feel good enough to go out and compete at a very high level. The problem is is that uh, he's been just getting shut down, right, and doubled. Teams have obviously uh, – focus their attention on shutting down Edelman. Shut him down, and then they got problems. Because he's been the go-to guy for Brady for so long that it's just been an automatic connection. Mafia, do you believe that they can actually continue teams? Do you think the Titans can shut down Edelman? Like the way the Dolphins did, like the way the Chiefs did, uh, you know, Houston did. Uh, do Do you think that uh, all of them, they have figured out a way to shut down Edelman. I don't think they're going to completely shut that down, that guy down, because he just finds a way to find the openings. If you, yeah, uh, but they did. I, you know, he'll get a couple catches. I don't think he's going to be explosive and you know getting eight, nine, ten, eleven catches like he has in games where he's dominated, like the Super Bowl, where the guy, you know, just gets half the team's catches by himself for 120 to 150 yards. No. I think he'll get three or four catches and be held to 30 to 40 yards. They're going to make him ineffective, I think. I don't think he's going to be, you know, have some breakout game that's going to save the Patriots' season. I think it's going to be a lot more on Tom Brady to find these other guys and get them involved and do just enough as a whole to get the win and not just one guy carrying them. All right, what do you think, uh, Carver Hyde? Do you think Edelman, I don't care, he says he's the healthiest he's been in weeks, but he has been literally doubled and shut down by multiple teams uh, and he is not doing what he's uh, used to doing. Yeah, well, here's when he doesn't get shut down, in the playoffs. He doesn't get shut down in the playoffs. He finds a way. He gets open. He gets it done. They're not shutting him down. They might win the game. He's going to get his. He comes. He's one of these guys. When, it, when January comes around, he's at his best. 
and he'll be at his best. He knows so. Is. So everything else is just a, a waste of time. He knows he's going to get that division, and then he turns it on. Yeah, look, has he been banged up this year? Yeah, I think he has been banged up. Is he getting up there? Yeah. Is he getting more focus on him now with no Gronk and other things? Sure, he does. But now, primetime, January, playoffs, this guy will get his 7 for 85 and a touchdown on Saturday night. You watch. <laughs> he always does. He always finds a way. All right. Uh, so, uh, one other thing. Uh, here's here's another one on uh, Belichick Lombardi in Toronto. Michael, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. Hi there. Um, what? I, uh, first, uh, first of all, you know, the uh, first time calling, long time listener. My man. Uh, uh, but anyways, what I wanted to say is that you know it's hard to compare Lombardi to Belichick just simply given the time frame. In which they coach. Well, obviously, we, we've already we've Lombardi already established we established that one guy was coaching NFL championship games, and then the Super Bowl came around, and he went to the first two and won them. So, and then that was it. So, we've established that it'd be fair to just, you know, reasonable like a judge would say, all right, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to deal with this, right? So, a judge would say, all right, we're going to just start it right here on the Mendoza line. It'll be the Super Bowl years. So from the Super Bowl era on, it's they're incomparable. It's it's just not even – you cannot compare nine to two. But even in that time frame, if, excuse me just for a second, but even in that time frame, Lombardi had guys lining up on both sides of offense and defense, even in the first Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It's like the game was so completely different. It's almost like – uh, comparing the NBA now back to when Bird and, and you know Magic were playing and you know Hackershack back in the day, right? right? You know what I mean? Like the games are so different. How do you actually make that comparison? Well, I mean, you That's do it. You you do it on stupid shows like this, right? People call up and they want to argue about the past and the present and the and the who's the greatest ever. Every single day of the week, we get these arguments. Every single day, they compare everyone to the past, like they do Michael Jordan. Everybody, you know, LeBron and Michael, Kobe and LeBron, Kobe and Michael. It just it never ends. Bird and Jordan, you know, you know, Magic and Jordan. It just never ends. Same thing in football. It's the same thing in football. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. It never ends. Like, what, is this some shot to you? Take away from Belichick, because obviously he's amazing. But, like, I'm a Canadian from Toronto, and, you know, when I compare what Bobby Orr did to a defenseman nowadays in the league that he played in right. and what the league is now, it's two different things. You know what I mean? I understand like, that, but like, so, so here, here's the deal. Do you want me to? So, if a guy calls up and wants to argue with me about Lombardi against Belichick, you just want me to hang up on him and not talk about it? <laughs> I, I mean, know. I mean, honestly, well, like, because you're right about everything, and I, 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 that should right there just be enough syrup for you to go to bed on. You're right. You feel better? Have some syrup and some pancakes, smoke a fat bone, and go to bed. You got your way. You win. Is that what people want? I don't know what you want from me. Because people want to argue these things, so I give it to them. You want to get it? Come get it. And then I'm going to sit there and tell you, you cannot compare. People say it's apples and oranges. No, it isn't. It's one guy kicked the other's ass. That's what it is. You know, and no one likes my temper or my tone or my voice or my gravelly uh, you know, approach to things and how harsh I am 
and no one can handle that, well then go to bed. No one likes hearing that one guy kicked the other guy's ass, which is exactly what happened here. So <laughs> be careful what you wish for. You come in here, you want to argue something with me, and then you come in with that soft ass two against nine? Shut up. Honestly, I, I, and I don't even want to be right. I'm begging you, please, please, God, forgive me for being so right because I, I want to be wrong. I hate the Patriots. I hate Belichick, but I respect him more than God. I mean, the guy's... Has he not done enough to, to garner anyone's respect at this point after nine Super Bowls? I mean, Jesus. This is embarrassing listening to you people. Honestly, I want to stick a gun in my mouth. Honestly. It really is annoying. It, it, it's just, oh, my God. Just somebody, Mavia, get out the needle. Get the needle out. Stick it in my arm. Chad in Minnesota. Good evening, Scott. Hey. Hey, uh, I'll rescue you from the previous argument. Thank you. <laughs> and, yeah, I know that I've heard uh, uh, on numerous shows that you're a hockey fan. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, you're a Pens fan. That's what do right. you make of the Jake uh, Gensel injury, um, you know, being out four to six months and needing shoulder surgery? Where does Rutherford go with the lineup? Even though he knows he's going to have a few guys coming back in, including Crosby, uh, do you think that they're going to be able to carry the LTIR long enough with the cap, or are they going to have to go out and make a trade prior to the deadline? I, uh, you know, I think there might be. Uh, you know, certainly those conversations are going to take place uh, with Rutherford, Lemieux, and company, and and Sully. I think they're going to uh, have to decide if they need to go get somebody because he's done. He's done for the year, and uh, I think it's a devastating injury. I talked about it at great length last night. It's a horrible injury in a, in a game, the only game of the day on New Year's Day, whatever it was, New Year's Eve, whatever the hell it was, against Ottawa. They beat their ass, but this guy gets injured going into the boards. He's done for the year. He was their leading uh, point getter. He had like 43 points. He's their top player. Uh, he really has become the best player on the team, without a doubt. I mean, he's better than all of them. He's better, you know, with Crosby out of the, the lineup, he's the star player, right? Now he's done for the year. They're talking about Galchenyuk going into that slot. Good luck, okay? So, but the one thing Carver High has said about that team over and over on this show is that no matter what happens to them, they've had guys dropping like flies. They always keep winning. They just keep winning. They win every night. They didn't win the night. I but, know that. But, but they have won a lot with like all their problems. Seven, two, and one in their last time. They win. They keep winning. They keep winning. It's not like they have fallen to five or ten no. points back of the pack in the Metro. They're they're there. Right. They lost tonight, but they have had a lot of injuries, and they keep winning. So uh, we'll see what they do. I think they obviously uh, have a real problem on their hands. You know, here's tonight the first game without him, and they lose. So And they lost to a crappy team, too. The Sharks suck this year. And that's all there is to it. And they lost to him. So the problems begin tonight. And we'll see if it mounts or if, I mean, Burns had the game one in overtime in the, in the high slot. Like, he walked in. Like, he might he could have taken your wife with him on the way home. You know what I mean? Just slept with her. Because that was how easy that goal was. So, you know, but, you know, Gensel's not a defenseman, okay? So it's not his fault that they lost the game. They lost the game because they, you know, they let him just creep in and walk right on the doorstep and crank a hundred mile an hour slap shot from twenty feet out. So, but I think they got a real problem on their hands. It's a devastating injury. Crosby coming back uh, soon will be a, a great relief for them, uh, depending on you know because he has enough talent in his pinky 
Uh, he's better than every player on the ice, including Gensel. So we'll see if he's got game after he comes back from this core muscle surgery. He's, he's missed the whole season. So we'll see how he does. But, I mean, they got a lot of problems they got to deal with. But they've dealt with them all year, the problems and the injuries, and they keep winning. So, But like Carver High said, the Metro Division, everybody wins every night. So you can't afford to have any bad 10-game stretches. You can find yourself out of the playoffs in a hurry. Losses in that division seem to uh, hurt like a knife. When you lose, it's like getting gutted. So we'll see how they uh, we'll, we'll see how they respond to it. But tonight they didn't respond at all. And the Islanders lost tonight to a crappy team, the Devils. But I'll give you this: I told you I went to see the Devils play the Leafs. They played pretty good, and then uh, they played well tonight. Uh, the Subban goal with a minute and a half left in the second period was really what got them back in the game. And then they win the game. Uh, you know, uh, you get the go-ahead goal and. Uh, he has been playing really well lately. Like I said, I saw him have a goal and two assists last week, live in person. I thought, hey, this kid's starting to, you know, maybe round into something. So, you know, we'll see if they play better hockey the rest of the way. The Devils, they got a lot of young talent on that team. I always wondered, when I went into the arena the other night, I said to my friend, why does this team suck so bad? They got a lot of young talent. I mean, they just have not come into their own. It's obvious to me. And then somebody said they got to trade Zuban. I don't think that's a smart move, to be honest with you. I think they need a real core, solid, stay-at-home defenseman to lead that team as a core and a leader and a captain. And I think he's the guy. And he had a goal tonight. I think they should keep him, not trade him. They've got enough great draft picks. Stick with Subban. I don't think it's a, a, that big of a deal. It doesn't cost him that much. What is he, $9 bucks or something like that? I don't even know. But he's not that expensive, and he's still got game left. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. So you got to get on PharrellOnTheBench.com for all my wild card snags. And I've been killing it in college and pro rack. That's hoops to you, mister. Hockey, boxing, MMA, all the big fights. Pharrellonabench.com has the best picks, the best price, the best return. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. Pharrellonabench.com. Don't forget, playoffs this weekend in pain day, Saturday and Sunday, AFC, NFC, and then divisional round next week, title round the following week, Super Bowl two weeks after that. So get on my site. So, uh, college rack going on. Stanford leading Cal. Four minutes left. They're up uh, 68-47. That's easy money. And then St. Mary's is leading at San Francisco against the Don. 61-52. Three minutes left. Gonzaga, winner tonight over Portland. They didn't cover. Oregon, number four, lost at Colorado. The Buffs are 12-2. and two. Everybody's talking about Colorado now being one of the toughest teams in the Pac-12, if you respect the conference. 74-65 Buffs. Michigan State by 20 over Illinois tonight. I hit that and laid the uh, points. They doubled them up. Dayton, a winner at LaSalle, blew them out. FIU beat UTEP, hit that bet uh, at FIU, south of Miami. And then some of the other games, Liberty, a winner over Florida Gulf Coast. James Madison beat UNC Wilmington by four. Um, Florida Atlantic beat Texas San Antonio. Charlotte over UAB. Georgia State, I hit in an upset over Appalachian State by nine. Georgia Southern beat Coastal Carolina by three. And then uh, how about this one? Double overtime. Purdue at Mackey, 83-78 over Minnesota. Hit both sides of that bet. Duquesne beat St. Louis, 73-59 in Pittsburgh. Richmond over St. Joe's, easily 84-52. Brown upset Rhode Island. 85-75, VCU over Fordham easily, blew them out. Charleston blew out Towson, William & Mary, beat Hofstra. 
88-61. Navy a winner over Lehigh by six. Marshall beat Rice by 20. Western Kentucky by nine over North Texas. I'm just looking at some of these games. Little Rock, 72-68 over Texas State. Robert Morris beat Central Connecticut, 89-78. Uh, SIU Edwardsville upset Belmont, 79-69. That's a nice win for them. Monroe over Troy. Arlington beat Arkansas State. Murray State, 89-76 over Martin. Lamar beat New Orleans. Utah over Oregon State in Salt Lake, 81-69. Austin P easy over Southeast Missouri State by 15. Northern Colorado over Montana State. I'm just looking at them uh, in terms I'm flying through them now. Santa Barbara beat Westmont easily. UCLA went to Washington and upset the Huskies. I had the Bruins on the spread covering. They were getting 10, 10 and a half. Loyola, Marymount uh, beat San Diego. It was a good game, 64-58. I took Pacific on the road at Pepperdine. Pacific won the game by three. And USC won at Pullman against uh, Washington State, 65-56. That was it in college. Rack Kaiser in Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what up, for real? Hey, bro. Hey, man, uh, real quick, before I give you my prediction, do you think that if Tennessee, or is it correct that if Tennessee beats New England, they'll go on to face uh, Baltimore, right? Uh, I think that's correct, yes. Okay, all right. So now, my prediction is this. The Texans take out Buffalo 7-28. to Deshaun catches fire, okay? And on the other end, Tennessee beats New England. Derrick Henry goes out running like crazy. And they beat them 24 to 21. And I say that it's going to be a battle between Deshaun and Lamar once again. And the Super Bowl will be the Saints against the Texans rematch. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever heard of. But, uh, you know, everyone's, you know, your multiple people tonight have called in and told me that Derrick Henry is going to just absolutely run all over the Patriots' faces all day long. And they're just, he's just going to step on their faces all day long. That Patriots defense is no joke. Uh, I, I think they're going to show up for a playoff game at Gillette, if you ask me. I think it's going to be hard pickings, getting yards, running the ball. We'll see. Now, is it is he right that if the Titans win, they play at uh, – Titans win, they play at Baltimore. At Baltimore. That's the only place the Titans can go. There you go. So – I, you know, look. I mean, we're all sitting here saying how you know we know that the Titans' plan is to run Derrick Henry a hundred times, and, and you know that's how they're going to win this football game. Now they've won other ways this year, but if we're all sitting here saying this, you don't think that Bill's been sitting there all week? Uh, the he's Bill smarter Texas, than all of you us. You don't think he's been sitting there knowing that you know he's got to stop Derrick Henry? Um, he, listen, they know what they're doing too, and I think that Belichick. One of the things that he does best is taking away one element of your offense. Of what you do best. The one thing that he's going to do is he's going to take one guy out and he's going to say, I'm going to let Ryan Tannehill beat me or I'm going to let him and A.J. Brown beat me. I'm not going to let Derrick Henry beat me. And that's one of the things that Belichick does very well. And what else do you think they have besides Derrick Henry? Well, every, Tannehill's had a great second half. Tannehill's been awesome for them. Player of the month in, the, in December, all this stuff. All right, well, now you get to play your first playoff game. Here you go. Let's see you do it against them. And let me tell you, Bill's going to make you do it because Bill's seen you when you played for Miami. All right, so Bill's going to force that game into Ryan. And he might do it. Tannehill's been good. 
But he's going to force it so that Tannehill has to win that game, not Derrick Henry. That's yeah, I agree with you there wholeheartedly. Uh, Jimmy in New Orleans. What's happening? Hey. Man, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Mm, that's cool, brother. Um, Welcome. Appreciate it, man. Uh, so, you know, in New Orleans, obviously a Saints fan, an LSU fan. Good time for some football in Louisiana. But I guess I was just wondering uh, your opinion how do you think how do you think the Saints will do in the playoffs this year? And do you think that if Drew Brees were to win it, do you think he's done? And if he doesn't win it, do you think he's gonna come back another year? Because that's what all of us are debating down here. I just wanted to hear what you think. Yeah, I don't really uh frankly feel like he's gonna quit playing football, to be honest with you. Uh, is that what people think? They think he's gonna quit and walk away? That guy's got game left in him, doesn't he? He looks better than Brady. I mean, that guy looks to me like he's got football left in him. Uh, I don't know why he would quit. Maybe if he wins it, he might want to do that. I mean, he's already won one, so he'll be 41 in a couple weeks. I think he can play another season uh, without a doubt. I don't know if they're going to win it all. I think they have a, a really good shot. Um, obviously it's, it's a, uh, benefit to them that they're playing this game at home against, uh, the Vikings. Uh, I will say this, uh, that Kirk Cousins just, you know, in my opinion, does not win big games. So it's hard for me to believe that he's going to go there and beat them. I think it's feasible. I think it's doable. I think anyone can win a game. This is the NFL. This is no joke. I think that. All of these teams can win, including the Titans, including the Bills, including the Texans, including the Patriots, including the Vikings. They all can win. Uh, Seattle can win. Philly can win. They all can win. They all got there, didn't they? There's 12 teams in it. They all know how to win. Well, I don't know if Cousins could win. but He doesn't win, <laughs> he, he doesn't win big games. So it's hard for me to bet on him. It, it really is. But that number's juicy at eight. If they score, like, what are you going to do if they score a couple touchdowns? You're going to cover. You know, I I don't think that uh, their defense, to me, does not seem indicative of of one that's going to be blown out. They got a good, solid football team. Uh, You know, this stuff about Adam Thalen is an X factor. Um, I I don't believe that. Uh, He has not played. It's three weeks since he uh, came back from a hammy. And, um... His impact on their offense has been nothing. He caught three passes for 27 yards against the Chargers in his first uh, outing. And then uh, a week later, he was held uh, catchless on four targets against the Packers. And uh, it had been the first time he'd gone without a catch while uh, seeing multiple targets since his debut in the NFL in 2014. I do not believe that all of a sudden a guy that's missed the whole season is going to be – the star player in this game. I just, I, I think he's shot. I think his season's been shot uh, with injury. And so I, I'm, I'm not buying that at all, that he's going to be some kind of savior. In fact, I think Edelman has a much better chance of doing what Carver High said, of stepping up big in a playoff game all of a sudden, because he hasn't done anything lately either. Because he's been banged up. Thalen has been banged up the whole year. He's just been flat out not there the whole year. So I don't buy him. I don't buy Kirk Cousins. At all, and we already know what he does in uh, primetime games. So this is the last game of the weekend, right? It's Sunday night. It's basically 
late, late Sunday, it'll be dark when they play. It's at 4.30, the sun will be down. Oh, they're the first game. Are you sure about that? I don't think. Oh, well, oh you're right. The Eagles Seahawks is the second game. So the first game is uh, Vikings. All right, well, he might do well then because he never wins at nighttime <laughs> in prime time. But you never know. I still don't like him in a big game. I really don't. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.